Hey lady, do you sometimes feel like you've lost yourself? Are you internalizing your feelings and walking around on eggshells either at home or at work? Maybe there is something missing in your life, but you just can't quite figure out what it is. Or even worse, you know what it is, but you feel stuck and you can't move forward. Well, I have been there more often than I care to admit. I spent more than 20 years climbing the corporate ladder only for it to come to an abrupt end during a 10 minute meeting. (laughs) I was so busy climbing that ladder to satisfy one aspect of myself that I neglected to take the time I needed to really focus on how to achieve true balance in every aspect of my life. Hi, I'm Anya Day, and welcome to the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast, where I give women practical tips on how to find their voice through changing their mindset, identifying their passion, and owning their story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, go grab your favorite glass of wine or cup of tea if you're driving, relax, And let's peel away the layers of our complex onion to unleash our authentic voice that the world deserves to hear. Hey, Honor Tribe, what's up? It's your girl, Anya Day. I am coming to you this week from yet another place of vulnerability. For those of you all who have listened before, you know that I completely accept my flaws and I embrace who I am. I acknowledge that I am not perfect. (laughs) and certain things I am still yet a work in progress. Well, for real, for a lot of things, I'm still a work in progress. And one of those is sometimes I just take on too much. In this situation, it sort of happened without me really realizing it. So in general, you know, I have a real serious grind. Like I can grind and really get things done and I can work an extra amount of time in order, I'm willing to put in the work in order to do what I got to do. Like my body in general has been built to be able to sustain and do things like that. Now, my body is not the same that it used to be. I'm not as young as I used to be. And it's just been a shift. I mean, this last year since not being a full-time employee working for somebody yet still doing full-time work. Like I never really had a break. If I really sit down and think about it, mm -mm, it it never happened. I um, initially stopped working the end of January, um, between there and kind of March. Well, the end of January, I guess. And I ended up picking up a project by March or April. And as you all may remember, we, well, for those of us in the DC metropolitan area, the world got shut down in March, mid-March. And that's when the kids were had to come home in terms of homeschooling. So I've really never felt like I had a break because by then, of course, I've always still done my contracting work for the nonprofit. I had picked up a different, an additional project and I was sort of putting in motion the other things that I knew I wanted to do because I didn't want to immediately look for a full-time job. Well, before I know it, what was one or two businesses somehow grew into three or four that I was either running, managing, or supporting in some way, shape, or form. And it just, I was doing okay for a minute, but then all of a sudden, I guess it just kind of hit me and things really became more um, time consuming, I guess, over the last 
month or so in February where I can no longer keep up with what I needed to do. So in terms of just managing the reality of my family and what their needs are, balancing what I have on my plate, and more importantly, my own peace and my own sanity and my own health, I think it kind of just all hit ahead this month. And I note to self, I need to probably do a self-care episode. Anyway, <laughs> um, so what has occurred was, you know, I think it was just a combination of things. I had, um, in terms of my healthcare work projects, there was an increase in terms of what I had to do for them. At the same time, really diving into um, putting a truck. I'm a co. I have a business partner where we own a truck, um, so we actually purchased a truck and we put a tractor trailer on a road. And I, he drives the truck. I'm responsible for sort of the back end business structure, paperwork, some of the day to day responsibilities, helping him identify loads, that kind of thing. Well. This has been placed in place since actually September or October, but it just became more demanding from a time perspective. And since probably December, January, because the truck that we purchased, we were ready to put it on the road. We needed to put all of these things in place and really operate under our own authority. That's what it's called when you're operating a trucking business. At the same time, I had a freight broker business where that I own where I'm responsible for helping sort of connect the drivers with the person who is who needs or gets whatever delivered. So that piece sort of has been on the back burner, but between helping really put the truck on the road and all of there are there's so much paperwork involved in that and not being um this is never something this is something that I wanted to do. The last couple of years, because my husband's cousin, actually, he's the one who got me interested in it. He started, he used to be straight up in the streets. I'm just going to keep it real. He was straight up in the streets. And then he switched to this trucking business and he bought a couple of trucks. And I was like, oh yeah, like I want to do that. I mean, to me, it was just another form of, in a way, residual income. But in order to get to that point, in terms of to make it where... I'm making money in my sleep without necessarily having to do things. I took the approach of really wanting to understand the business, really wanting to understand what I was getting myself into. And so there's just a lot in terms of just learning something new, whatever age you are. But it definitely makes it a little bit more complicated when you're managing other things and you have a family and you still have, um, you have Older kids who are, quite frankly, adults, like (laughs) they're full-fledged adults. And then the youngest is seven and homeschooling him. And I think I've shared this before. He has special needs in terms of he has been diagnosed with ADHD and he's on the autism spectrum. So it's a completely different set of responsibility in terms of trying to do the homeschool. And if I could just be real and shoot straight, it is not at all, it's, it's, um, I mean, how can I say this? It's not exactly my husband's strength in terms of making sure that he remains focused and does what he needs to do for virtual 
schooling. Um, he's a little bit more relaxed. And then when he's not relaxed about it, he they can frustrate each other in terms of how they deal with each other. So I've been managing this since March. So it's just been a lot. There's no other way to say it. It's been a lot. So, you know, I before I knew it, I went from consistently posting on social media, which took me a long point to get to this point, to just one day I just stopped. And the longer I stayed away, the harder it was to kind of, the harder it has been to get back into that mode. But over the last probably week and a half, two weeks, you know, I, one, I accepted the fact that I was overwhelmed and I needed to make a decision and I had to pause. So part of me purposely then stopped. Um, but now I'm, I am hopefully by the time you hear this, you will see that I'm back to consistently posting. And I had to go back and, and look at what's changed to make, what else changed where I could no longer keep up where I was keeping up. So for me, you know, I had to do an evaluation and I would say, uh, you know, I like to like number things. So, and I want to give you all practical advice that you can use and translate to your everyday life as well. This isn't just about Anya. This is about how can I help and support my tribe and keep it real with you all in terms of what it's like to really do this mindset work, which is not just for you all, but it's for me. Like it's something, it's a daily process for me. And it's a daily thing that, yes, I have um, definitely achieved a certain amount in terms of working through certain things, but also it doesn't mean that I'm perfect, like I said. And I also have to make a conscious decision to sometimes just pause and to do what I need to do. So I think I have about eight steps that I want to give you to really just kind of how to get out of your overwhelm. And I would say the first one is just pause. Just I literally had to just say, hold on a damn minute to myself. Like, pause. Where are you? What is it that you need to do? And really just reflect and accept the fact that okay, this isn't going to work. You can't do all of this. You're going to have to give something up. You're going to have to delegate something. You're going to have to somehow reprioritize. And that's what I have been focused on the last couple of weeks. Um, It rarely hit ahead because then also the physical aspect of it is not only am I not as young as I used to be, but I also have physical health challenges that can be made worse <laughs> by increased stress and not proper rest and proper hydration and all of that. So between I have chronic migraines that they were pretty much under control or so I thought for a certain point. But if I in any way deviate from what my schedule is supposed to be in terms of eating, sleeping, drinking water, and also my regimen in terms of my medication, then I'm all thrown off. I'm just all thrown off. So I get these injections, these nerve block injections in my head. Um, I get those probably every two months, but I also then do a self-injection with the medication once a month. And then there are medications that I take when I actually get the migraine. 
Well, when I really sat down to kind of pause and to relook at it, I realized, one, that I didn't do the monthly injection that I'm supposed to do. My schedule kind of got thrown off because we increased my dosage because they were getting worse and they weren't as manageable. But then somehow it got kicked off the auto refill. So when I thought about it, I was like, wait, I'm used to doing them at the end of the month. But in reality, I forgot that in January, it switched to the middle of the month. So that was one thing, something just practical I had to do and say, okay, let me call the pharmacy and figure out what's going on. So I ordered the medication. So that'll be in um, and I'll take care of that. And I'm going to make sure I stay on track with the other things. So and my body just have just not felt the same. So I also had some additional testing done from a lupus perspective and from a hormone perspective, just to kind of see where things were to make sure that there weren't any additional changes I needed to make. Try to get consistent in terms of, if not full-fledged exercising, at least walking several times a week because I know I need to do that. One, it helps to clear my head. It also helps to just kind of get me that exercise and that I need to get in. I'm going to see a nutritionist. I have an appointment to see a nutritionist. I'm excited about all of these things that I need to do. So this was kind of part of my pause in terms of, so I would say that's number one. One, you need to accept the fact that you're overwhelmed and pause and kind of evaluate where you are and how you got to this point. The purpose of looking at how you got to this point is to try to do what you can to prevent from going back into that place because it's not a good place. Like, oh, trust and believe it's not a good place. I literally have spent the weekend in bed and I had other things I needed to do. And it's been like this for two or three weeks. I had stuff I needed to do and it hasn't gotten done because from a physical standpoint, I literally just couldn't do it. I just couldn't make it work. So that's number one, I guess. Number two is you got to make a list of everything that you have on your plate and prioritize it. I I literally had to sit down and say, okay, all of these things that I have, I need to prioritize what absolutely has to get done what are my basic needs that I just cannot live without? And what are things that I could postpone or to move and or delete and all of that, which kind of goes into also number three, which is you got to make a plan. You got to make a plan and you got to stick to it. You know, what is that saying? If you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. And I don't want to do that. So, you know, I acknowledge that some things have to go. I needed to really put some systems in place. Like I'm a person who I like structure. And when I deviate, but I also like to kind of just get up and go. And my husband only likes to get up and go. Like he's not a structure person at all. So trying to balance what I kind of need with that is also been, you know, comes with its own set of challenges. But, you know, one thing that I realized I wasn't doing anymore is batch recording my episodes. When I did my episodes before beginning, I was only, I would always do more than one at the same time. And for the last couple of weeks, I haven't done that. And I see a big difference and I need to get back to that. So I've came up with a schedule to do that. (laughs) You know, the best laid plans. I had planned on starting that this weekend and then the migraines got worse. And also um, we had a death, um, a very close, 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 like a father figure 
to my husband, his wife passed away and it was kind of unexpected. So that kind of threw everything off track for a second in terms of just kind of us pausing and saying, hey, where are we? Then we were going to go visit him and then kind of decide to pause that as well and just wait until the um, we know more about the service and just kind of just taking a break and saying, okay, what else do I need to do? I have to make a plan. And when plan doesn't work, I need to revisit my plan and readjust. My body said, oh no, we don't give a crap about a plan. I literally had to stay in the bed today. It, I am pushing my ass just to <laughs> really um, record this. And I am feeling better than I was. Um, but I still feel the lingering effects of the nausea and the other stuff that comes with having a migraine. So when I finish with this, you best believe I'm going to eat and I'm going to lay back down again because I need to, there are other things I have to get done and I need to make sure that I'm, again, balancing and prioritizing my health. Because if I'm not here, then none of this stuff even matters. It's not it's like for nothing and I need to be around. I, I like my life and I'm, <laughs> I don't want it to end prematurely because I didn't make myself a priority. So I do prioritize or I try to prioritize self-care. Somehow it just kind of got away from me the last couple of weeks. So I would say after you make a plan and even before you really execute it, you really have to make some hard decisions. So one of the decisions I had to make is number four, which is no more multitasking, I, or at least I have to minimize the multitasking. I'm not as good as it as I was, number one. Number two, studies show that your brain really doesn't work that way, and it gets confused. And if you aren't, if you're focusing on multiple things, you're really not giving it the attention that it needs. So I have to be more diligent and consistent with my own scheduling and time blocking and what days I'm going to do certain things, certain activities, and how I'm going to manage those other things. And to the degree that I don't multitask anymore, then I have to figure out, okay, so what does that mean? What things, again, going back to that plan and deleting and delegating, you have to assign other people to do those things or figure out how it's going to get done or what are the consequences if those things don't get done. So that's all a part of that number four, multitasking. I would say number five then is really eliminating distractions, things that you don't necessarily need to do or things that you need to really just get more firm in terms of consistent boundaries and um, making sure that you don't allow yourself to get sucked in on things that you don't have time to do. So if that's, you know, necessarily you want to be there for your girlfriends, but not having two hour conversations in the middle of when you're supposed to be doing something or not kind of laying around looking at TV. If your priority at that time isn't necessarily looking at TV, if there are other things that you need to do, um, in order to accomplish your goals, I'm not saying self-care needs to be a part of that. So you need to make, you mean, you need to plan for self-care. But when I say eliminate distractions, it's something that's not necessarily planned that isn't a priority and doesn't need to get done at that point in time. You got to kind of figure that out. But with that, 
I understand, especially people with small kids and with families and with other people that I have to worry about, you also have to be flexible and give yourself some grace. You do, because it doesn't, everything doesn't fit into a cookie cutter mode. As much as I would love it to, it just doesn't work that way. So I would say, you know, with that, in turn, it goes, I would actually say consistent, maintain a consistent boundaries. We'll make that number six because um, I'm real good with, um, I believe in setting boundaries and keeping with those boundaries. And it can cause frustration sometimes for everybody in your life, but you also have to realize that that's what you have. Sometimes you have to do what you have to do and everybody isn't necessarily going to like it, but you have to do what you need to do to, and, and really keep in mind the bigger picture. Like for me, that's what it's all about. I have a goal and I have a why. And I always think about, okay, why am I doing this? I'm not just doing this to keep busy. I'm not just doing this to make some money. I am doing these things because this is what I need to do in order to accomplish my goal of supplying my kids with future generational wealth and teaching them that there's more than one way to skin a cat, that you don't always have to do things a certain way. You don't always have to do necessarily what the society tells you to do, even what your parents tell you to do. Like You have to kind of come up with your own vision of what you want your story to look like and go for it, period. That's what all of this is about for me. I just, this is what, I don't want my life to look like chaos, but I want my life to look like I'm doing what I want to do. And right now, this is what I want to do. Five years ago, I was doing what I wanted to do. I was, you know, at the top of my game in the corporate ladder. And that's what I enjoyed to do, doing. But it's okay that I decided that I no longer necessarily wanted to make that my priority. You have to accept that things change and they evolve and they grow and they should evolve and they should grow. And if other people around you don't understand that, then maybe they don't grow with you. And maybe they don't necessarily need to 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 be as active in your life as they once were because you have to still it's not you have to be selfish I'm not yeah you have to be selfish <laughs> it's no other way for me to say it you have to be selfish sometimes and I, that's hard to hear but sometimes you that's what you have to do period okay so then number 7 is quiet your inner your inner critic, like the little people that talk inside your head, you have to kind of quiet them and just say, okay, again, it's about looking at the bigger picture. Say your affirmations, do whatever you need to do in terms of meditation. Um, Again, all those other things I already talked about in terms of boundaries, making a plan, because in my head, when I went back and looked at it, a part of me also recognized that I had all these other things going on in terms of trying to balance what I need to do and the needs of my family and the things that I want to do versus things that I really need to do and really taking a look at it. And then when I really looked at 
the social media thing, then the longer I stayed away, the harder it is to kind of get back. I kind of felt scared. I kind of felt like I was letting down my tribe by not showing up consistently. And so since I'm letting down my tribe and not showing up consistently, then how do I put myself back out there again? And what does that look like? And do I need to explain myself? And, you know, just, uh, I guess a part of it is that whole thing, you know, people say in terms of imposter syndrome, and sometimes you feel like, okay, people see me as a resource and an encourager, but I need you all to also know that I also go through my own shit. Like that is the thing. Like that's the piece that I really like to stress and really like to focus on in terms of the fact that I am my client, (laughs) period. I am. I am the kind of women that I would coach. Someone who has been at a place, someone who just feels stuck sometimes and can't kind of move past where they need to be. They kind of know what they need to do and sometimes they don't know what they need to do and how do they get to the next place? Or... I'm definitely the woman who had a corporate career and that's what she wanted at the time. And then all of a sudden you don't, you decide you don't want it and you have still, you know, a lot of good years ahead of you. How do you then reinvent yourself and shift? That's me. That is all me. And those are the people who I think I appeal to in terms of wanting to kind of make a shift and wanting to make a change, or maybe you're just starting out, you know, and you just want to do something. You're not exactly sure what it is that you want to do. But a lot of that to me, like this piece is so important. It's not about, you know, I'm not the person, at least right now at this particular point in my life and career where I'm not the person that's going to sell you something about, you know, how to make, $10,000 in 30 days, because right now that's just not my focus. My focus is doing the mindset work. My focus is changing the way you think, changing your perspective, changing the way you see yourself, see yourself the way God sees you, see yourself the way your friends see you, see yourself the way strangers see you, not necessarily how you see yourself. So a lot of that is just mindset and, oh, can I do this? Yes, you can do this. People say, you know, why her? Why why not you? Like, you can do it too. And all of that is kind of quieting that inner critic or that voice that tells you you can't do it. Because you can. I'm here to tell you you can. So, and then I would say, I guess number eight in terms of how to really move past your overwhelm is to take action. You can't be a con- continue to be a consumer of information but not acting on it. And I admit there have been times where I've been guilty of that. Oh, I love a good class. I love a good degree. Like I'll learn, 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 learn. But at some point you have to stop taking in and consuming information. And sometimes you really have to cut off the extra stuff so that you can move forward and take action. Because sometimes when you consume too much, you're comparing yourself to others out there. And you need to just keep moving forward. You have to. So I, I, I'll use me in the, as an example. So I definitely listen to a lot of podcasts, and I love to consume information. I love to learn. 
I love to develop and better myself. But there are times where I have to shut off certain things if I'm in certain modes because I don't want to accidentally, um, what's the word, kind of steal from somebody else's style or somebody else's way of doing it or say, oh, well, she's doing this. Maybe I should. No, mm -mm, I don't want to do that. So it's, it's a difference between getting ideas. I want you to kind of seek and explore and see what's out there and get ideas, but you also can't be so consumed with it that you make it your focus and then you can't get your ass up to do what you need to do and take action for your own goals and your own responsibilities. Part of me taking my action was when I really thought, looked and talked about making my plan, I was like, you don't even have a current plan. I, I mean, I use my phone on a daily basis to kind of track my task and keep my calendar and all of that other stuff. But one, I need some stronger systems in place. I need a task management system. I need a paper planner. Like there are certain things that were involved in me taking action. And when I really sat down and looked at it, I have not done my 2021 goals. I've literally not written them out. I was going, 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 going. It was December and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do them. And then I just realized they still haven't been done. So part of it is for the month of March, the next week or so, I really need to sit down and write down what my specific goals are, whether they're financial goals, the spiritual goals, the business goals, the mindset goals, the health journey goals. Like I need to write all of those things out. That is all part of me taking action. And normally I'm really good at planning and doing those things, but I just, for some reason, I haven't kind of have them in my head, but I've never, I haven't done the part where I literally write them out. And then because I generally, generally like to go back and sit down and reevaluate every quarter, you know, it go, it kind of, it's, it's, your goals should drive your actions. So I kind of knew where I wanted to go, but really writing that down and looking at it is where I realized that I was lacking. And that's part of why I was kind of all over the place. And I think it'll help to focus me to do that. I ordered a new planner. It should come in the mail in the next day or so. I'm glad about that. Because some things for me, I like to use two systems, paper and also electronic because it helps me. I know it might seem crazy, but a lot of people do that. So I'm not going to say I'm crazy because I'm, I mean, I am crazy, but I'm not crazy. Anyway. <laughs> um. So yeah. And you know, taking action is allowing other people to take action too. Realizing I don't have to do everything. I don't, I need to kind of let go of the fact that I want things done a certain way when it comes to Kinston and his homeschooling, but it's not going to necessarily be that way. I need to just let my husband figure it out. I need to let him figure it out, period. And and give him that responsibility of, hey, maybe we need to shift this because if I'm spending six hours of my day focused on that, it's I can't multitask. I can't effectively do everything at the same time. So that's one of the things I have to kind of reprioritize and figure out how I'm going to show up with my kids and doing that. And I still have um, my daughter at home, my youngest daughter, 
um, who's 12, who is really at that point in her life where she needs her mama. Like I'm doing check-ins all day, every day, probably too many check-ins, but you know, because of some challenges I know that she's dealing with, I want to make sure that I'm there for her. I want to make sure that I'm present when she act, when she comes to me and asks me a question or just wants to talk about her anime or she wants me to pet her cat. Like I want to be there for her. I want to be there for the oldest son who is in the process of applying for law school and wants to is trying to determine what decision he's going to make as it relates to going off to law school. Like I need to be able to do all of this other stuff that I need to do, but also I have to be there, not just physically be there, but mentally be there for the other people around me. And, you know, my, my parents like, oh my gosh, see, I just remembered my, um, I need to call my, my, my dad back, my biological dad. He called me twice this week and I haven't called him back. I wasn't feeling good. One day I just missed his call. The other day I just really wasn't feeling good. Um, so, but now it's too late for me to call him. So I need to make sure that I call him tomorrow, but I don't want him to think that he's not a priority. You know how many times I would call him and he just, I wasn't his priority. I don't want him to feel like I'm not, that I'm too busy to talk to him. So, you know, I got to do stuff like that. So anyway, just take action. So um, these were, I think I gave you eight steps in my count um, in terms of how you can really get out of your own head and push past your overwhelm. Number one is just pause, just hold on and take a minute to reflect and accept where you are and how you got to that point. Number two is make a list of everything and prioritize it. Number three is make a plan. You have to make a plan of how you're going to, what it is that needs to be done in terms of whether it's your schedule, what things you need to delegate, remove from your plate, delete, delay, whatever you need to do with those things or just do, hey, delete, delay, delete. I think I do. I think I just came up with something. Anyway, um, number four is no more multitasking. You have to really focus on whatever it is you're focusing on at that point in time and figure out how to lessen your multitasking in order to be better at what it is that you're doing. And number five is eliminate unnecessary distractions. Six is maintain consistent boundaries. Number seven is quiet that voice on the inside of your head, just, you know, being critical of who you are and where you are and what it is you're doing and how you're doing it. And then the number eight is take action. Oh, wait, I can't forget number nine, but I talk about number nine all the time. You got to have a strong support system. So the people around you or the people who, when you do feel like you're overwhelmed, you need to make sure that you have a support system in place that you can go to when you're feeling a certain kind of way. Because sometimes you don't necessarily want to share, but sometimes you it's helpful to share with somebody so that they can help support you going forward. So with that, I think I have talked enough. My husband cooked me dinner and it is really late at night and I need to go eat it. So thank you all 
I appreciate you all from the bottom of my heart. Please keep the reviews coming. Please share if this episode resonated with you. Please make sure that you share it in your stories. Please feel free to tag me, DM me, do whatever you need to do. Um, But more importantly, hopefully that I've said something that will allow you to execute some type of change in your life. So until next time, grace and peace. Thank you for joining the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review because I welcome and value your feedback. You can also tag me in your stories at It's On Your Day so I can personally connect with you and know who is in my tribe. I am looking forward to continuing to work with you to write your own story. Until next time, grace and peace.